Hello and welcome to History Factory Plugged In. I'm Jason Dressel and great to be with you. Thanks for listening to our podcast. And today we have an origin story for you, a great guest from an organization that is the steward of one of the world's most enduring and visited websites, the web staple Wikipedia. That's right, Wikipedia is here. Uh, this year, Wikipedia turns 20, if you can believe that. And in fact, uh, our, our guest today, Heather Walls, uh, will be sharing more about the organization and its 20th anniversary at History Factory's Anniversary Marketing Summit, which is April 27th. Also at the event, we will have presenters from Cleveland Clinic, Deloitte, uh, Diageo, and their Johnny Walker brand. Uh, Pitney Bowes, and we'll also have a conversation with Professor uh, Christine Baccio, uh, one of the pioneers in the field of nostalgia. Uh, so if you've listened to the podcast before, you may have heard uh, the episode that I did with uh, Dr. Baccio. Um, totally worth checking out. So if you're interested in the event, uh, it's April 27th, but of course it's virtual. So after April 27th, you can access the content really anytime that you want. And uh, if you are listening to this podcast and you're interested in going to the Virtual Anniversary Marketing Summit, you can email us at info at anniversarymarketingsummit.com, and we will hook you up with a uh, complimentary registration. So today, we have uh, Heather Walls from the Wikimedia Foundation. And um, the first thing that struck me about Heather is she's got a really really interesting eclectic background. Um, prior to joining the Wikimedia Foundation, uh, she had actually trained as an architect at Harvard University's Graduate School of Design. Uh, she had spent uh, the first years of her career designing spaces for homes and museums. Uh, but for the last 10 years, uh, she has been uh, with the Wikimedia Foundation, where she is now the Chief Creative Officer Communications. And uh, with a background like that, I'd be interested in talking to her about working at uh, History Factory if she didn't already have such an awesome gig. So please welcome Heather Walls from Wikimedia Foundation. Well, Heather, welcome to History Factory Plugged In. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. I'm so excited. Well, let's jump in. Well, first of all, uh, happy 20th anniversary uh, to Wikipedia, uh, a, a, a terrific uh, re resource that, that so many of us use, uh, if nothing else, to, uh, to, to always prove a, prove a friend wrong as part of a fact check. You know, it, it's interesting. One of the things that, that occurred to me is that uh, Wikipedia is so ubiquitous uh, with, with the Internet and with search. Um, but I'm not sure if, if everyone has as, as common an understanding of the organization um, behind uh, Wikipedia. So I was wondering if you could first start by just providing a little bit of um, insight into uh, the Wikimedia Foundation and, uh, and how the organization is structured. Sure, I would love to. Well, as you said, we are the Wikimedia Foundation. We support Wikipedia and a number of other projects. We also support a really big community. I think what would be helpful or interesting for people to know about us is that we as an organization 
everything everything we are meant to do is for our community. So our community is number one. And in fact, the community came, Wikipedia was born before the Wikimedia Foundation came about. That was a couple of years later. So we're here to steward the projects and support our communities. At the same time, we have we do a wide breadth of things, including building tools like translation, translation, translation tools for the community. We support Wikipedia that helps support Wikipedia in 300 languages. We work on creating awareness in new regions or places where people haven't don't commonly use Wikipedia, letting them know what it is and trying to make Wikipedia more relevant for them on an ongoing basis. And all of that came from this really interesting process that we did starting a few years ago where we got together with our whole community. So people from around the world and created a strategy together about where we wanted to be, where we wanted to be in the next 15 years. Cool. And is there anything in particular that you find is sort of commonly misunderstood about the organization or, or Wikipedia uh, specifically, which I would assume you still sort of think of as kind of your flagship product, if you will? Yes, yeah, so it's definitely the one that is visited the most. And uh, I think a lot of things are misunderstood about Wikipedia. One of the things is that it's made and written. It's created by normal people, everything from the very beginning, including the software. So normal people write it. The people that work for the Wikimedia Foundation, that's not our job. We're not paid to write it. We don't pay for people to write it. And then maybe you might have a question of, well, so how do you trust normal people to do this? Well, of course, normal people are very trustworthy, and there are a lot of very smart, very conscientious people who work on Wikipedia from around the world. So then what I would really want you to understand is that you really can trust Wikipedia. And one of the ways you know you can trust it is that there are references. So every time you come to a piece of information that you're not sure or think could be contentious, there should be a, a, a little number that will show you where that information came from. And you can check that out for yourself. And there has been research over time that has shown that people who work on Wikipedia become more neutral. And to me, that's a kind of a, a sense of creating trust where, I mean, what is the truth really? The truth is what people agree on when they come together. So that, that's fascinating, Heather. And I'm curious, how does one become an editor uh, for Wikipedia? Well, becoming an editor is so, so, so easy. And I say that and I'm really, it's kind of a joke, but it is very easy. There's an edit link and you press the edit link and then you can go and add things, change things to Wikipedia. So in reality, it's a slow and careful process learning about how Wikipedia works by trying things, by meeting people on the platform. You can have conversations. I mean, they're not in real life, but on the pages. And there are places where you can learn more about editing actually inside, in different places in, <clears throat> excuse me, in Wikipedia. One of them is called the Tea House. I learned to edit myself. I created an article uh, about someone that had been mentioned in my family for a very long time. And I thought, well, how do I, how do, I do this? Was this person real? And I went up and I just started looking for press about this person that my family called Mrs. Henry. And I found out that she actually was in the newspapers from the time that she was alive. And I put together an article about her that was pretty small and not very well written, 
But the really cool thing about Wikipedia is that someone else comes along and they improve it, they build on what you write, and they connect it to the other articles. Yeah, and I'm so glad you mentioned that, Heather, because one of the things that I, I found really cool just in preparing for our discussion was realizing how the organization really uses the tool, which struck me as so obvious, right? So reading about your background or, you know, the biography of, uh, you know, the, the, the bio, you know, biographies of, of other leaders in the organization, it's like, oh, it's, it's right there on Wikipedia. Of course it is. That makes perfect sense. So I thought that was quite, quite elegant. Um, and, and if I may ask, because my understanding, of course, is to your point, uh, any, it, it, it's completely, um, the content is, is, is created collectively. Uh, it, it's not paid staff. So how, how is the organization funded? Sure. We are very generously funded by readers. And this is small dollar donations. So the time you might come to Wikipedia and see a banner up, uh, whether on mobile or on your desktop computer, nearly yep. 7 million donors with an average $15 donation. So about 85% of our budget comes from these small dollar donors. And this is what we, what we base. I mean, it's really part of our values in that we don't do advertising. We don't sell our information to other organizations and we don't depend on much larger donors and therefore, um, you know, or like governments or something like that we stay separate from those. So we have our own governance because we are supported by so many small donations. And I, and I think you, you mentioned before that the organization really came after the, uh, the creation of, of, of the site. So I'm, I'm curious, what is the origin story um, of, of, of Wikipedia? Well, Wikipedia's first edit was on the 15th of January in 2001. But at that time, it was actually a side project of a different project by Jimmy Wales called Newpedia. Newpedia was also meant to be a global encyclopedia that anyone could use, but it was also experts writing articles and it was peer reviewed. Uh, and as it turns out, that is very difficult and went very, very slowly. So Wikipedia started out in English at this time, but by the end of that one year, there, it had expanded, and this was just meant to be drafts for the actual encyclopedia, but it really turned into the real thing. Grew to 18 languages and tens of thousands of articles in the first year, while there were still, I believe, something like 23 articles in Newpedia. Wow. Yeah, it, it's interesting because I find with, with technologies, uh, and, and we've worked with a number of technology companies over the last 20 years or so, and so often you find that... Um, a technology or a product was originally created for one purpose, and ultimately it it, it ultimately evolved or became commercialized for a completely different uh, purpose altogether. Um, the other interesting thing that um, I learned that I, I guess I always just associated Wikipedia as being sort of the first wiki, um, but unless I'm mistaken, like wiki is a thing that's completely separate from Wikipedia, correct? Yes, uh, Wiki was uh, a type of wor of working on the internet. Sorry, I'm not great with the technical aspect about it. By Ward Cunningham, it was named Wiki for the Wiki Wiki bus in Hawaii, 
that means right. fast, I think. So the idea yeah. that people could work together quickly on the internet, but it was not the first wiki. It just utilized the wiki as a way of creating the encyclopedia. Right. And it's interesting too, because I think as you mentioned before, I mean, in terms of, in terms of the product itself, I mean, one of the things that I've found interesting about Wikipedia is that it has really endured over 20 years, which of course in technology is like, it's like a hundred years in, you know, banking or insurance or something. Right. And so much has changed yet. It seems just timelessly relevant and consistency and consistent, but I would assume there's been a lot of changes kind of, you know, behind sort of the, the user experience, if you will. I mean, how has the product really changed over the last 20 years? Yeah, definitely. And basically, as you said, that being timeless and relevant actually requires a lot of change. And there are a lot of technical underpinnings, things that change over time that I don't know much about, but I know that the organization has had to stay up to date with that privacy, security, the internet has has changed massively in that time. And at the same time, the part that stays the same is this is the community, is the platform, is the growing and living uh, list of articles and the information that people get. So now there are more than 50 million articles of, across 300 languages. And 90, almost 90% of those are in languages other than English, which most English speakers don't realize. Um, and then we've also created, like I said earlier, tools like translation tools, which allow people to move an article from one language into another. But one of the really yeah. interesting things about Wikipedia is that if you, if you do speak different languages, read different languages, you'll find that the articles are different and that the art, things that the articles are about are different as well. Huh, interesting. And you mentioned before a little bit about obviously the process of how content is is created for Wikipedia. Um, and, you know, I, I think it's fair to say in the past there was occasional criticism, but it, it seems like there's been far broader acceptance and Wikipedia is now really regarded as one of the most enduring and successful and sort of trusted resources on on the internet. And what do you sort of, are there some sort of core kind of best practices or ingredients that you all find to be kind of core to to that success? Yeah, personally, I think it, it it's the value. So the values of Wikimedia, Wikimedia has a vision and that its purpose is for everyone to participate in all of knowledge. That's my summary. That's not exactly how it goes. But everyone comes to create and to put things together for that purpose. And over time, a lot of issues had to be solved. How people work together, how do you know if something is true or not? How, how do you solve a disagreement? And it's in having created those things together and holding those values over time, which has really let Wikipedia stand the test of time. So no one, so a government can't come in and change the information. We at the Wikimedia Foundation don't do that either. Our values prevent any one powerful institution or person getting control of and changing the knowledge for their own benefit. So as the world has changed and as people have become more powerful and maybe more savvy about information on the internet, Wikipedia stays true to its values and its editors do so as well. And we definitely don't claim to be perfect or always right. Um, 
And we're also very vocal about the ways you should not trust us. And we invite you to make mistakes and then come change them and fix them. And I think the openness to what we, what we do well and what we don't do as well is one of the keys to why Wikipedia retains trust because it's always yeah. changing and it's really looked at by many, many people. And I think also there's a bit of luck in there. <laughs> we, we've been lucky in, I think also in not, not being greedy about what we could get out of what we're, people were creating in Wikipedia, that it was, it was really about the information and sharing that information. And then also there's a really radical transparency on Wikipedia. So everything in the process is visible. You can see who added what, who wrote it, when, what they talked about and all kinds of things. So there's this transparency that other things on the internet just don't have anymore. Yeah. And I, and I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad you, you mentioned that because I'm probably just really teeing you up for this next question that I was eager to ask, which was, of course, since the organization started and just really over you know, the last five or, or six years, it feels there's just been such a, such a huge issue with trust of institutions and misinformation. Um, that transparency, uh, I would assume, has been so core. I can't, I can't imagine, you know, for those of you that have worked in the organization for some time, you know, how, how you feel about how the world has changed in just these last few years. But I'm really curious to know how has that affected the organization? I mean, have you all had to change anything or, how, or is it just sort of reinforced that everything that you are already and always doing was just that much more paramount? Hmm. Yeah, it's so true. And it's pretty complex. Because misinformation is not new in the sense that everybody has their ideas, but it really came, became such, such a big issue on the internet in the last few years. And maybe a surprise to most people, not to the people who were studying it, but to most people, it was just such a big surprise. And it gave us and an me personally a deeply increased sense of gratitude for the people creating this information and watching out for it. They care. They care what's on there. They want to make sure that, um, you know, a government is not changing what information is on there and work very hard to do so. So this volunteer community is very rigorous with its own editorial standards and has maybe the largest fact checking and sourcing operation in the world with the 250,000 volunteers. Yeah, that's amazing. On a more fun note, um, as we mentioned before, it is the 20th anniversary um, of Wikipedia. So I'm curious to know what, what have you all been doing to, uh, to commemorate the milestone? Yes, birthdays. They're so much fun. And unfortunately, or, but also interestingly for this year, because of the pandemic, no one's been able to travel. And that allowed us to, I guess, you know, put aside some of our bigger ideas of getting together and really focus on what we can do online and do online together. For us, it's really an opportunity to share who we are and what we are and what Wikipedia is and start a new creative art for our future. Meaning we put together some designs and materials, things to be used by our community, things that show what we really wanted people to understand and start to understand as time goes on is 
that Wikipedia is human, that it, we're really celebrating 20 years of being human and what that will mean for the future. We consider our community not only to be the volunteers who work with us, the tens of, well, hundreds of thousands, but also readers. So you are part of our community. Donors, there are people who add pictures, there are people who write software. Our community is huge and it takes all of that cooperation and collaboration and sometimes fighting to make Wikipedia happen. So that's what we commemorate. Well, and I think that's so great, especially as you think about sort of the future and obviously so much happening now with AI and with bots that really the, the core of, of the product is really built on, on, on human beings. And, and I, I would anticipate that, you know, you, you don't see that changing uh, even as the technology continues because it is so uh, integral uh, to, to the process and to the integrity of, of the product. Um, but I'm curious, what do you see on, on the horizon for, for the future of uh, both of Wikipedia and for uh, the foundation? Well, as you said, there will always be people. At the same time, we're always incorporating various pieces of AI and machine learning that, that can help people do these things. So that can be part of the tool, part of, can a machine notice when a certain pattern yeah. is happening and alert someone to go find it. So that takes a little bit of the work away and allows people to do the part that really takes like the human consideration of what to do in that situation. Yeah. So that's technically what we're going to do or what we do, what is kind of ongoing. Um, one thing that we're particularly interested in and came from the strategy that I talked about is that one thing we were actually concerned about is that Wikipedia's relevance is not equal throughout the world. There are places we don't quite reach yet, people who don't have access to Wikipedia regularly, or maybe it does not, it's not in their language or does not support their needs. So that's, that's where we're focusing. So more people, more languages, more cultures. We, we want to grow to reflect the complex world that we live in and stay sustainable for all of those people. Well, that sounds like a, a very worthwhile uh, mission. So, Heather, thank you so much for, for joining us today and sharing a little bit about uh, the organization's story. And uh, we're really looking forward to having you uh, at our anniversary marketing summit in a couple of weeks. Yeah, thank you so much. I can't wait. Okay. Thanks again to Heather Walls for that great conversation. And uh, again, Heather will be uh, presenting with uh, several others at History Factory's Anniversary Marketing Summit next week on April 27th. Again, if you're interested, you can email us at info at anniversarymarketingsummit.com and we can uh, provide you with a, a comp registration. So. Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll be back soon with a new episode. I'm Jason Dressel with History Factory Plugged In. Thanks. <laughs>